0: The sermon text is from the book of Acts, chapters 6 and 7. Now Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and miraculous signs among the people. Some men, who were from what is called the synagogue of the freedmen, Cyrenians, Alexandrians, and some from Cilicia and Asia, rose up and disputed with Stephen. Stephen. But they were unable to stand up against the wisdom and the spirit by whom he was speaking. Then they secretly induced some men to say, We heard Stephen speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. They stirred up the people, the elders, and the experts in the law. They came, dragged Stephen away, and brought him before the Sanhedrin. They presented false witnesses who said, This man never stops making threats against this holy place and the law. In fact, we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs Moses handed down to us. All those who were sitting in the Sanhedrin were looking intently at Stephen, and they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Then the high priest asked, Are these things true? Stephen said, Gentlemen, brothers and fathers, listen. You stiff-necked people with uncircumcised hearts and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit. You are doing just what your fathers did. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? They killed those who prophesied the coming of the righteous one. And now you have become his betrayers and murderers. You who received the law as transmitted by angels but did not keep it. When they heard these things, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed up into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. He said, Look, I see heaven opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they screamed at the top of their voices, covered their ears, and rushed at him with one purpose in mind. They threw him out of the city and stoned him. The witnesses laid their cloaks at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell to his knees and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. After he said this, he fell asleep. The word of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. If you close your eyes and think of Christmas, what do you see? What does Christmas look like to you? Well, it depends a little exactly what we mean by Christmas. If by Christmas we mean our celebrations of Christmas, well then, Christmas looks a lot like this. It looks like a tree with an angel or a star And look, I know people have strong feelings one way or the other. Either one is fine. An angel or a star on top of the tree. Gifts underneath the tree. Christmas looks like lights draped over roofs and hanging off of eaves. Looks like wrapping paper that as of this morning is ripped and torn and crumpled and thrown all over rooms. And cookie trays that now have nothing but crumbs left on them. If Christmas means the way we celebrate it, then that's what Christmas looks like. If by Christmas, though, we mean the original Christmas, the night of Jesus' birth, well then, Christmas looks like this. It looks like a virgin standing over a manger where her son and God's son is lying. And that virgin is treasuring and pondering everything while that little baby boy, who is also the king of the universe, is sleeping in a feeding trough. And Christmas looks like Angels shouting glory to God and shepherds running everywhere and a star rising. If by Christmas we mean the original Christmas night, that's what it looks like. You know, on another level though, if you want to see what Christmas looks like, if you want to see what Christmas looks like in the life of Jesus' people, all you have to do is watch the story of St. Stephen, who the Christian church honors today, so close to Christmas Day. Not long after Jesus ascended back into heaven, the number of believers in the city of Jerusalem was growing rapidly. And Christians were unusual in that world in that they actually cared about and took care of people who were in need. So while the number of Christians was growing the number of requests for help from widows and orphans and others in need it was becoming overwhelming to the apostles they were starting to get swamped by all of these requests for charity so finally the apostles reached this conclusion they said it is not right for us to neglect the word of God in order to wait on tables and so those apostles chose seven helpers to assist them in all of these requests for charity that they were receiving. See, that way, the apostles could devote themselves full-time to the proclamation of God's Word and the number of Christians could keep on growing. So these seven helpers, they called deacons. And the leader of the deacons was named Stephen. But it turns out, Stephen had time for a lot more than what they called waiting on tables. Stephen also performed miracles and wonders, and Stephen boldly, fearlessly proclaimed the truth of God. And he did that even though there were a whole lot of people around who did not like the gospel of Jesus Christ one bit. Because you see, even as the number of Christians in Jerusalem was blossoming every day, there were also a whole lot of people in that city who had become hardened and violent "...against the gospel of Jesus Christ." And they stood up and disputed what Stephen was saying. But, as St. Luke reports, they were unable to stand up against the wisdom and the Spirit by whom he was speaking. See, this, this is what Christmas looks like for the people of God. Christmas is Jesus' people speaking the message of Christ, the wisdom of the Spirit... That's what things looked like on the very first Christmas night when those shepherds went running to tell everyone they could find the good news of what they had heard and seen on that night. That's what Christmas looked like two weeks ago when we came together and watched the children of this congregation in their very beautiful and straightforward way tell us the message of Christ, the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And it's still what Christmas looks like when Christians gather together and worship, we speak. And we sing the message of Christ, the wisdom of the Spirit to each other. That's what Christmas looks like in the life of God's people. It's definitely what it looks like in the life of St. Stephen. He proclaimed the message of Christ, the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, even though he was surrounded by people who hated that message. People who were violent against it, who Stephen called Jesus betrayers and murderers. Even under those circumstances, St. Stephen did not give up. Even when he could see that he was being threatened for it. Even when he was being put on trial for it. And finally, his life was being taken for it. It was too important to Stephen for him to stop. He couldn't stop. He wouldn't stop. And that's what Christmas looks like in the lives of God's people. Because once you understand that the almighty king of the universe lowered himself... And made himself nothing. came into this world in the womb of a virgin on Christmas night. And he did it for you. To save you. You're going to speak about that Savior. When you hear what Jesus has to tell you about the kingdom of God. And how he opens it up to you. You are going to speak that same message. You watch Jesus Christ live a life free from sin for you. And then become sin for you on the cross. You're going to speak. You watch him rise on Easter morning, you open your mouth. It's what Christmas looks like. You see it in the life of Saint Stephen and then follow this man's lead. Contemplate the gift that God gives you on Christmas. Take to heart the eternal salvation that Jesus Christ came into this world to live for to win for you and then let that message be on your lips. Let it fill your home. Start with your own family. Let it fill this place when you worship here. Pray for, give for the work of missionaries and pastors who proclaim Jesus all over the world in places that we cannot go because that's what Christmas looks like for God's people. It is speaking the message of Christ. And if you want to see more of what Christmas looks like, just keep watching St. Stephen. Because when the time came for this man to pay the ultimate price for his faith in Jesus, he died without flinching. They threw him out of the city and stoned him. The witnesses laid their cloaks at the feet of a young man named Saul. And By the way, that young man named Saul would one day become the Apostle St. Paul. While they were stoning Stephen, he called out, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. This is what Christmas looks like for believers. That at the moment of their death they look up and they call out to Jesus if not out loud at least in their hearts Jesus take my spirit to your side. That's what Christmas looks like for believers in Jesus because we know why Jesus came into this world on Christmas. The Almighty God lowered himself and took on human flesh. He didn't do it come into this world to moralize us, to teach us how to be nice people. Jesus didn't come into this world so we could be happy all the time or have an easy life here and now. Jesus came to save us from our sins, to open up the kingdom of heaven to all believers. And so when that moment of death comes, that enables Jesus' people to look straight ahead at death without fear, to look up to Jesus and say, Jesus, take me to your side. You came into this world to earn it for me, now take me there. This is what Christmas looks like for God's people. It is the bold proclamation of Jesus Christ and it is the calm confidence of knowing that when our time here in this world is over, Jesus will take our spirits to his side in the kingdom of heaven. So now the time has come to ask... Is this what Christmas looks like in your life personally? Do you look into the manger of Bethlehem on Christmas night and then go and speak about who this child is and what he has come to do for you and for all the people in your world? Is that the message that fills your house and your neighborhood and your church? Me neither. Not nearly often enough, anyway. And what about the way you view death? What does... Christmas do for that in your life? Do you look at death with the calm but also fierce and full confidence that it's the way to Jesus' side in heaven? Or is there still a part of you that looks at death through the eyes of unbelief that doesn't so much see it as the beginning of life with Jesus, just the end of life, period? These are hard questions to ask ourselves, but we need to ask them. Because the truth of Christmas will show itself in the life of God's people. A Christian who understands who Jesus is and why he came, that will show in the witness of that person's life. It will also show in the way that person views death. And that leaves me, at least, and probably you, guilty. And so now, we keep watching the story of St. Stephen... And we see one more thing that Christmas is all about. As we watch Stephen now, we delight to see that Christmas is forgiveness in the lives of God's people. It is really remarkable. It is amazing how much Stephen, at the moment of his death, sounds like our Savior Jesus on the cross. First, Stephen says, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Doesn't that echo so closely what Jesus says on the cross, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And then Stephen does it again. Lord, do not hold this sin against them. See, just as Jesus, his Savior, pleaded for forgiveness for his executioners, Stephen, at the very moment of his death, asks God to forgive the men who were causing it. Christmas looks like the proclamation of Christ. It looks like a life free from the fear of death, and Christmas is all about forgiveness in the life of God's people because this is the reason that our Savior Jesus comes into the world on Christmas, to forgive. And not just to forgive, but to forgive fully and freely. That means we have forgiveness for everything we have done wrong, including the times we haven't spoken about Jesus like St. Stephen or the times when we have taken the wrong view of death. It's all forgiven all wiped clean from God's slate because Jesus lived a holy life for us and He is the Lamb of God whose blood washes away every sin. Christmas is all about full and free forgiveness because that is why Jesus comes. And so, when we see what Christmas is about in the life of St. Stephen, we delight in knowing that we have full forgiveness for our sins in the work of our Savior Jesus. And now, In the joy, in the pleasure of knowing that God forgives us in His Son, we now ask God for strength as we leave this place today to let these precious truths of Scripture be seen in our lives too. We ask Him, God, let the impact of Christmas be seen by others out there in our lives just as brightly and clearly as it was seen in the life of St. Stephen. First God, make us people who are bold to speak about our Savior. Make us people who look for any space and any place to talk to others about Him, whether they want to hear about Him or whether they don't particularly care for Him. And of course, Lord, of course, give us the wisdom to choose our words and our openings carefully, but not so carefully that we never say anything at all. You gave St. Stephen courage to speak about Christ Take any cowardice out of our hearts and help us proclaim Jesus because that's what Christmas looks like in the lives of His people. And Lord, make us people who live our lives free from the fear of death. Help us to understand that no matter how many precautions we try to take, no matter how many disgusting green things we eat, no matter how much medicine we put into our bodies, no matter how healthy we try to be, the fact of the matter is that unless Jesus comes back first, we are going to die. That is the wages of sin. But for a Christian, death is also a blessing. Not only do you get to leave a really ugly, messed up world, but you get to go to the side of your Savior Jesus in heaven forever. Death is just the doorway you cross through to get to His side. So Lord... Make us unafraid of it. And finally, Lord, help us be people who embrace full and free divine forgiveness, first for ourselves and for our own failings. Lord, take any idea, any notion out of our minds that there's anything we need to do to make up for what we have done wrong for you. Help us to remember Jesus did it all. And then, Lord, In the delight of knowing that you forgive us fully, make us people like St. Stephen who look at those who do us wrong and say, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. That's the heart of St. Stephen and it's a beautiful reflection of the forgiving heart of our Savior Jesus. Lord, make us people who look into Bethlehem's manger and see forgiveness in the flesh. And help us to forgive each other the way you forgive us in Christ. This is what Christmas looks like. It is speaking Christ. It is living without the fear of death. And it is embracing divine forgiveness. That's what it looks like in the story of St. Stephen. Dear God, help these beautiful truths of Scripture be seen in our lives too. Amen.